Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. You're in charge of this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Arrow on Target. Hey. <laughs> As you can tell, Chris is actually not feeling incredibly well this week. We are your hosts. <laughs> we are your hosts. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Listen to my voice. Yes. Yeah, just don't like cough into the mic or anything. Like, right. I don't even know. Like, you just, you just look bad. <laughs> I don't feel good at all. So, we're coming at you a day late. John was in Mexico. Mexico! Yesterday. And yes. uh, so, uh, we apologize for the day lateness. Yes. But it couldn't be helped. It couldn't be helped at all. Yep. Um, all right, so this episode was uh, super exciting because we were going into this thing and we were going to expand the universe. Yes, by the way. We're John and Chris Wright. Yes. You can follow us on Twitter at John Wright 777 and Chris Wright 250. And you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. Oh, you pause before the dot com. I kind of do, yeah. yeah. Stayontargetpodcast.com. It's like there's a beat there. It's like you you emphasize the the dot. Yeah. Um, Okay, so anyway. Yes, there's just separation. I see, I see, I see. Anyway, so so back to the episode. Um, This episode we dealt with the Suicide Squad. Mm, And it was delicious. It was delicious, um, and uh, we had a lot of characters in this thing, like th- that we like. I don't know, like hinted at a lot of things within this universe. My favorite hint was yes. at Harley Quinn. Oh my gosh! Okay, so this was the biggest thing for me. It's like whenever we saw the uh, the big room with like uh, with everybody in it in the different cells, there were a number of different cells that they hadn't opened. Like that were closed. It's like who knows what's who's behind those doors. Who knows what DC Universe character is hiding behind there, just waiting to be brought out at the right moment, whenever Amanda Waller needs them. I think Heath Ledger is behind one of those doors. As as the Joker, just, nope, just as just himself, <laughs> just as himself. Come that back makes from sense. the dead as a zombie. Oh my gosh! So so ba- yeah. Mm, okay, I, I could. That see. would be frightening. That would be really frightening. I would be scared. Incredibly frightening. All right. So anyway, but yeah, yeah. We had we had Harley Quinn. So okay, like we've talked about this a number of times. Do you think this is connected with some of the other DC universe stuff, like the movie universe or like any of the other DC things that there are? Do you think that this is going to be connected to uh, any of the, um, I guess, live action DC things? So up until this point, like the, I guess the major character that we still haven't really shown. Well, no, we've referenced um, has been Raw Ghoul. Raw Ghoul. Like yeah. that's been the connection to the larger DC universe. Mm-hmm. Like we've got the Suicide Squad and Amanda Waller, but they're not like super, super uh, uh, high profile. I, I don't know. I mean, like you know, Amanda Waller has been around in in a number of scenarios throughout right, DC universe history. Her, I don't see her playing a part in any DC movie. That's true. In movie, you mean right? Well, I mean, in the government standpoint, maybe. Like, I mean, I could see her like if they wanted to be her to be the link between like. Uh, some of the Superman, like if, if it was in the Superman films, if there was a government person, if she mm. wanted, if her character could be that person, like Maybe. I could see that happening. Like, like think about the Agent Coulson of uh, the Shield, Agents of Shield, and uh, or he links Agents of Shield. Maybe to they're the just movies. not treating her with that kind of gravity. That's true in this show. That's very true. But I guess my point is um, that while we like we haven't seen any kind of high profile characters, yeah, you think that's a good thing, Harley Quinn. Is a high profile. Is a high profile character. Yeah. Um, and so she joins Ra Ghoul as a, uh, a larger DC character to join this show. Yeah. And I think I mentioned to you that, you know, the more that they do that and kind of introduce these kind of characters, characters uh, with more gravity, the, the less likely I feel like 
we are to we, connect the universes. I could yeah. see that because again, with a character like her or a character like, um, yeah, a character like her or, or Ra Agul, uh, what you're looking at is like, if one of the movies ever wanted yeah, you're to, you're painting the movies into a box, right? Unless yeah. you're being intentional now, right? About it, you're painting the movies into a box, right? Which is something that like uh, Agents of Shield, for example, has avoided doing to any of the films. Like they've avoided pretty much dealing with almost anything that the films also deal with. Yeah, very um, rarely have they done. Have right? They? They're they're doing like cleanup. Sith was on it. Yeah, recently. they're doing they're doing cleanup. They're doing a lot of. Uh, just a lot of like side quest type things. Yeah. Um, something, you know, that the underlings of the, uh, of, of shield would do. And they haven't really dealt with anything that really, you know, preempts the films right. at all. That being said, that was amazing. That was a cool, like oh, cool yeah. way to introduce her. And, oh, and it kind of hints at, Hey, we might see her maybe next season or a season finale even. Or uh, potentially this. if, if they, uh, if it's accepted very well and if it, it may be another outing, I feel like, uh, that on arrow, or potentially the Flash show that's going to come out. Um, basically, if we see them again, we might see a pilot potentially for the Suicide Squad. I mean, I feel like that could potentially happen. And, uh, and, and that would be that would be fine. I actually like this is this is what I loved about this episode is the fact that Diggle played such a huge role. Oh man! And I love Diggle as a yeah. character. Um, I like uh, the actor. Yeah. Um, I think that they do a great job with him. Absolutely. I wish that they used him more. You know, more, I like agree. for for like the past, I guess ever since the mid-season break, it seems like all he does is just stand around in the uh in the shadows the of the arrow cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and smirk at things. Yeah, just, smirk smirk at things. Mm-hmm. We kind of like talk to talk to Air, uh Oliver whenever he comes back. Yeah. Um protect Felicity. That's yeah, it. Yeah, protect Felicity. Although he loses sure. her constantly. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Can I <laughs> <laughs> cannot keep track of that girl. Well, that must be whenever he's he's uh, he's he's off, you know, keeping the relationship open. Well, with he's his like, ex-wife. I'm hungry. I'm gonna go get some food. Would you like some? She says, Yes, please. Bring me back a hamburger. He comes back. <laughs> Dang it! Stupid Felicity lost gone. her again. She's gone. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I definitely feel like he, this this episode he had that bigger role, and I loved it, man. It, it's just a, uh, it's really nice to see him because he's one of the original guys. Yeah, you know, and he's a a, a character that isn't in uh, or wasn't in the comics until he he was such a strong character in the right. show. Right. Uh, then they put him in the comics. Right. You know, it's it's something that's like. With a character that good, where it's like you literally start like create that character and try to uh, draw it like him, like make it designed like him, all of these things in a comic book. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's just like that's you know you have money right there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so so we dealt with the Suicide Squad. How did you feel about like? Do you- <coughs> oh, man, mm, you're catching me. what I got. Be careful. <laughs> As this podcast goes on, it's going to be like just <laughs> totally. We'll see you next time. On. The disease is spreading across the Stay world as we talk. Darn it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, so the uh, well, maybe we have that thing that they, like the, uh, the the big vat of green goo that they were trying. Oh to yeah, the uh, the incinerate. chemical weapon. Yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's been opened and spread across. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, anyway, so uh, so yeah, basically we had this kind of side quest going on. Yep. Um, where it didn't really have much to do with Oliver at all, or the main event. It was, um, it was kind of just keep. I, I liked it. I liked this. I loved actually, not liked, but loved the way that they dealt with what's going on in Oliver's world because it's right. not something that 
can fill up, or that you want to fill up an entire episode. That's true. Um, it, it can't really. It, well, you wouldn't want and, it to, to carry an episode. And this forward. is what it illustrated. It illustrated, you know, Oliver's frustration with the fact that he can't. He's one step behind. In fact, many steps behind, and even said right. that Slade. Like, right. there's no way. Like, and he needs help. And I think that's right. that's uh, you know cause to bring in the Suicide Squad, which is cool that they introduced them this way, mm-hmm. and it looks like they'll be bringing them back, probably for a season finale type scenario. We have seven episodes left. Right. And so, like, we have plenty of time to build up to that. I like the way that they dealt with it. You know, like, the only thing I didn't like about that storyline uh, was the overutilization of Laurel for no reason. Oh, man. Like, I agree. I'm sick of Laurel. Well, like, and, and the thing is, like, you you pointed out that it's like, there's there's some weird scenes, like, sometimes where it's like, where, where you're just all of a sudden, Laurel will just show up for no Dude, reason. Laurel is a recovering alcoholic, but yet can't stay out of the bar. Like, right. Come on. Right. This is stupid. And also, it's like, it, it's, it just seems like she just is slipped in conveniently into like this, these plot points where it's like, like a couple episodes ago, she hated Oliver she hated and she Oliver. was, and she was like, we were dealing with her. She hated Oliver. Okay. And Oliver said, I no longer want you in my life and I'm not going to worry about you. I'm not like he, I want you gone, basically. Right. Like, and, and now he's like he's saying taking like, advice from. Yeah. Him. Now two episodes ago, later, which I guess it, uh, time has passed. Um, apparently, I but mean, but the the you know the common phrase is oh time heals all wounds. It doesn't. Like, right. And once he has said I'm cutting you out of my life. Yeah, and you haven't dealt with that. really. No. Like. Mm. So anyway, yeah, I agree. I agree. Laurel seems forced and Laurel seems like her giving her sister advice. That's one thing. Right. But, but her talking to Oliver, that's a complete opposite thing. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Good grief, dude. What is happening to us? We are just falling apart left and right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> gosh. All right. So anyway, moving on. Okay. So the, uh, the Suicide Squad, was there anything like in that? Like I felt like the weakest thing in this episode was in fact some of the strongest things in other episodes, the action. Yeah. Um, some of the action just felt a little forced, felt like it just didn't fit. Suicide Squad, I... I <laughs> man. <laughs> like, okay, so we started this podcast, and I felt terrible, and you felt great. And now you're sneezing everywhere. Oh, man. And uh, infecting our listeners is what's happening. Um, I, I apologize you're infecting for, their ears. I apologize for the sneezing. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so back to the action, Chris. <laughs> the action. Uh, I love the Suicide Squad. Um, the the makeup of it, like the characters that they have in there. Yes, I loved having Deadshot in that. You know, like that was oh my cool. Hand. That was like, really there was awesome. some complex, you know, emotional issues there. Plus, like plus, like that that drama that that was introduced. I feel like there was a lot of like drama that we had this episode, and that was the strongest thing. The strongest scenes, like we had, uh, we had Deadshot and uh, and Diggle chatting it up down there uh, near the vat that was amazing yep. uh they both did a really good job there it also like i love the uh the writers and i guess the director and everybody they trusted that you noticed um the pictures on the wall of dead shots uh they didn't bring too much attention to it with any like awkward close-up camera shots or anything it just it just was kind of seemed to be there right um and so then whenever diggle brought it up um, it was just natural because you remembered it, you know, that right. sort of thing. So it's like they trusted you to notice that. Right. I liked that aspect of it. Um, I feel like a lot of those those types of like the d- dialogue shots and the dialogue direction, it all felt natural. But then there was the the whenever they were going to incinerate the building with the drone. Yeah. That just like seemed really weird to me. Yeah. The uh, well, I mean, OK, so, you know, story wise, why would Amanda Waller? Just like kill so many innocent civilians. 
I mean, Amanda Waller, just in general, we don't know much about her character in this uh, in this universe. In the comics, though, she's just vicious. Um, Amanda but Waller, you she know, she works would, for the government. Correct? Would like yes, correct. There's no way that they would ever like justify. It. Yeah, you're right. You're I mean, right. There were what? What would you say? Maybe 40 people there. Oh man, more at than least. that. At and least. they're all innocent except for this one dude, and he's got chemical weapons in the basement. Right. Come on. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing was. In, in this day and age, you can't tell me that you can't blow up a house without having a tracking device inside it. Have someone true. fly the drone yourself. Number three, drones never fly that close to the ground. To the ground. They're and like way up there. Number four, the graphics look terrible. Like I've come to expect way more from the show. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, you know, the only thing that looked amazing, issues. like whenever the explosion actually went off, that looked pretty cool. But the actual drone just looked like, oh I mean, my gosh. I feel like it did the same, like the same angle of swoop every time yeah, we saw it. Looked it looked like something I find off of stock footage, you know, like, <laughs> and just stick it in over. It looks like, it looked like an iPhone app. Yeah. So like one of those iPhone apps that you blow things up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it it's like. like you, you, uh, you punch. Hey Jim. Yeah. What's that iPhone app with the, uh, the, the, the drone there? Yeah, what's the one that makes the drone swoop in? Uh, I think it's called Blow Things Up. Or app. Or it's dr- uh, drone swoop. Yes, dr- <laughs> it's the drone swoop effect. <laughs> anyway, you know, like, come on, guys. Yeah, but- I agree. I agree. That was the only weird, like, forced part. And it's like, again... I, uh, that was the, that was the low point of the episode for me, uh, just because it's like, it's hard to separate that, that, that moment, uh, and, and like get I mean, that you, emotional high. Yeah. So. They get you just suspend your disbelief for so long and then, right. you know, like they push it a little too far. It's like the Langoliers, uh, you know, yeah. that movie where it's like, exactly. they build you up so much and the Langoliers come out and they're just big polygonal blobs, right, you know? Right, and you're right. like, Oh, like I've seen better things looking things on Wolfenstein. <laughs> That stuff's scarier. You can suspend your disbelief more whenever you're playing that game than you can in the Langoliers. Exactly. For sure. At the end of that. But ugh. all that being said, you know, like super happy to see the Suicide Squad. Oh my Love gosh. That. I really like the side story. Deadshot. Uh, oh yeah. gosh. Yeah, just, like, just such a cool character. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, you know, his character kind of, it was introduced with, with some complexities. Yeah. And they've kind of been playing on this for the past um, two seasons. Yeah. And I really like where his character has kind of ended up. You right. You understand him more. You sympathize with him more. He may, you know, like when you're given the chance, he's not necessarily going to do the right thing. Uh, or, but, he, but he's going to do the thing that, like, a normal, like, you could see yourself making those choices. Right, because, yes, he does it. He, um, I mean, he's a... Uh, you have an empathy a, for this character. He's a mercenary. He's yes. going to do something that, like, you know... That serves him. him. Yes. Yeah, that serves his character. So there's, a, there's a part of us that can all relate to that. Yeah, where it's like, hey, you know, I'm, even though this may not be the, the best thing to do for the universe, this is the best thing to do for me. You right. know, it's, it's, it's that, there's that side to everybody, you know? Right, and so, like, it's cool, to, and that's what, I mean... Uh, all, that's what Oliver's doing right now. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> he's pushing Sarah away and being like, this is the best thing to do for me. And and we're about to see a, an Amanda Waller and him team up. Like, I, this yeah. is, this. There nothing good can come from this. No, not at I all. I mean, nothing. No. and Just the unemotional robot that Amanda Waller kind of like, is. As far as, the, as, as, far as the, uh, the show goes, though, it'll be cool to see the Suicide Squad interact with Oliver. With Oliver, yeah. And to see Amanda Waller interact with him, someone, someone who, again, like you said, you've been bumped down uh, on, on my list, you know, of, of my hate list or whatever. Right. Um, but, but it's like to see him interact with someone um, that he really doesn't like, because he's like got a lot of people that he can team up with and friends that he can team up with. So it's like now in, in this instance to see him interact with somebody and team up with somebody that doesn't like him and that he doesn't like either uh, is going to be an interesting thing. You know, it's essentially he's been forced into a corner by Slade and he 
You know, he's about to go out of his comfort zone. At least now we're calling him Deathstroke. Yeah, for which sure. Is, which is pretty awesome. Which you is know, great. Like, um, and, and so, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where the, uh, the show is going from here. This was very much another setup episode. Oh yeah. Like this is building toward a, uh, greater well, finale. Well, it also dealt with some of the things that like Oliver's character would have dealt with. Cause it's like, you have to be true to his character and his character would have tried to push away everyone that he loves in order to protect them until they convinced him otherwise. And so this episode served that purpose as well. Yeah. I also love the idea that Slade is like no matter no matter what's going on, Slade is still taunting him. Like he's haunting him in life, right? Uh, because he goes to you know he goes to stop that bank well, robbery, stops the bank robbery, and he finds the mask. If it's, you'd been through uh, everything that Oliver had been through with Slade, you know that would happen as well. Like I mean, this yeah. guy is basically like the, the greatest enemy he's ever faced, right? The most dangerous enemy he's ever faced, and the most personal he's, enemy he's ever faced. And correct, and he's back, um, back from the dead, dude. Even Amanda Waller didn't know he was alive. I'm kind of tired of him blaming himself for Shadow's death. You know, like, come on. Like, you should have been gotten over that on the boat. Well, see, I think he he probably, uh, he didn't really get over it ever. He probably just shoved it aside, you know. And now with the re- reemergence of Slade, that conflict comes back to life, essentially. Um, and, and to see, I guess, to see Slade play all of those notes for Oliver... Uh, again and to like show the the projector and that sort of thing that that always uh that that to me is believable but, this but thing, you're I, right. I don't i don't think that he really believes it i don't think he believes it himself otherwise he he would if he really believed that it was his fault that shadow died he would launch into this self-destructive pattern that's true and and, and of despair or a crusade you know against whatever you know? uh, yeah i mean he, I mean, how did, yeah, there's no way he believes in himself, but yeah, he keeps, you know, like bringing this up That's as true. this, uh, you know, deep, dark emotional issue, which is a writing problem. Not necessarily, a, you know, like this is not not something of it in his character. It's that's something that's inconsistent with the character as we know it. That's that's kind of true. I, I kind of agree with you there. Um, but I do also think that in in life, like sometimes you can have things that like you don't you don't agree, like you don't you don't necessarily believe, but you can have those things bother you still like emotionally. And so like his subconscious on an unconscious level still hasn't, it's not, it's not an unconscious level though. He's spitting it out of his mouth as a conscious, like I feel like I was responsible for shadow. This is, this is an issue that should have been settled the first time he dealt with it. Like on the the island, on the boat, like after that, like we shouldn't be dealing with this now. Right. Well, even on the boat, he I guess he didn't really deal with it with Slade. He just kind of like tried to escape. I, I don't know. It's like, I, I agree with you. On this the is, boat, he said it's not my fault. He's this telling is, him it's not my right. fault. He believed it more then than he does now. That's true. Uh, yeah, you're right. This is kind of an inconsistency. It's a very, uh, it's interesting. I feel like we're kind of forcing this upon him. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point, Chris. The... Uh, other cool thing about this episode was the flashbacks take oh, place in Afghanistan with, with Diggle. Diggle. Yep. Like this is a, this, I mean, it's, it's not a break in, in the way they do things because they did this with Sarah, um, right. earlier this season, but I think it's just really, it shakes things up really in an and interesting way. Yeah, I agree. And, and it really brings things out of the core of other characters, uh, and lets you connect to them even more. And so right. like even more after this episode, I'm going to, I'm going to want Diggle to be involved in the action for sure. For you sure. Know? Yeah. Like th- that's what I hope, you know, moving forward, we don't go to a place where Diggle is, um, just kind of relegated Shoved to the sidelines. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, it, I feel like that's the weird thing. It's like, we have so many good team members and good characters on this show that it's like most of them get shoved to the side 
uh, you know, during some episodes, you know, it's like they, they usually pick out like one or two uh, that actually do things. The only one that is, is on the sidelines a lot of times, but you still believe that they're in, in working is Felicity, which, because that's believable. Cause like you see her sitting at her computer, you know, she's doing work, but Diggle, you see him standing in the cave and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. What I don't like is, you know, like I understand why they do it because they have such a big, big cast cast. of characters, which is okay. As long as your, your show is an ensemble show. Right. And there's not like one or two leads. That's not this show though. Right. And, we have a defined lead. Um, I would rather them stop focusing on some characters. Yeah. Like uh, Laurel. Yeah. Just get rid of her. Like we've heard, uh, you know, Detective Lance, he's pretty much just not on the show anymore. Well, like, I, I mean, whenever he, see, I feel like his character is a little bit, I mean, he's such a good character, but he's not a member of the Arrow team. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, believable. I, I know. But, and he go, but he goes away and neither is Laurel. Right. Right, like, but she stays around. You're right. You're right. But she stays around every episode. She's yes, at least in it a little and bit for no reason. Yeah, you know, like let's give us like let's give Diggle more screen time. Let's you know like continue this relationship you know between uh, Oliver and Sarah. Yeah. Um, Even let's watch Roy do some stuff. Exactly. And get, we get annoyed at him. We haven't you know? seen his training, like his quote unquote training <laughs> right. he's going through with Oliver. We've seen none of that. We know that's got to be frustrating for both characters. Exactly. I want to see more Thea. Like, you know, she's running, supposedly running this bar that we see everyone else in except for her. You know, right. like, and, so. And, and, you know, let's see a little bit more of, uh, of that interaction. Let's see, you know, and we dealt with a little bit of the drama. It was really believable. The drama with uh, Moira, where she was on the TV and he just like frustratingly yeah. turns that's, off the TV. I loved that, it. That's a great way to incorporate this character into yeah. an episode that they don't need to like come walking in the door on stage. Right. And, and so I feel like we've lost that, that, uh, outlet for Laurel in because she's not not involved in anything other than people's personal lives, which is exactly the reason that she gets annoying as a character. Right. You know. Right. Anyway, yeah, that's the uh, that's the that's the puzzle here. I guess is like how do we how do we you know we only have so much time and we have you know seven episodes left or whatever. But let's hope that we see Diggle in a lot of those seven episodes, hopefully because we're dealing with a suicide squad. Right. Uh, and he's obviously got this, uh, this past yep. with them. He knows more about them than even Oliver. So, right. yeah. Do you have any quotes from the episode? I sure do. This one was, uh, was really good. There's a, there's a lot of quotes near the end. I was thinking like halfway through the episode, I was like, man, they haven't had that many quotable moments. Uh, but then near the end, they had a, they had a few really good ones. Uh, we have, uh, Diggle, who says to his ex-wife, says, because when we talk, we tend to get divorced. Yeah. Uh, that was a really good one. And then uh, it was uh, Oliver who said, this started with the two of us. That's how it's going to end. And uh, talking about Slade and him. Uh, and that's, you know, we kind of dealt with the fact that it's not going to end. <laughs> you know, it's, it's he's going to use the team uh, now. Um, and then we have, let him come. I'm not the girl he knew on the island, and I'm not that easy to kill from Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Harbinger. We've got a little bit of what I would call a situation here from the from Deadshot. Whenever he saw the giant vat of green goo, which looked like like Nickelodeon slime. By I the did. Way. It looked like Gak. <laughs> Nickelodeon Gak. <laughs> Just this. I feel like somebody's going to pull a lever, and they were going to get slime. They're going to go through this, you know, inner tube. <laughs> filled with this stuff. Yeah, for Try sure. To the other side. For sure. What was that show even called? Was that, that was Double Double Dare 2000, what? right? Double Dare 2000? I don't know what that was. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the about. one where the, like, the two families were like competing, or people, I don't know, they were going through these obstacle courses with all this stuff. No, right on. I remember the one, where was the one they climbed the mountain? Oh, that was, um, 
I forgot what that oh, show man. was called. That was Craggle Rock, is what that Craggle was. Craggle Rock, yes. Uh, which, Craggle, which actually, or Craggle Mountain or something. No, like I don't that. know if it was. I don't know. Honestly, Fraggle Rock Fra- is the Fraggle is the, uh, Rock the Muppets. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't know what it was. <laughs> We're going to, yeah, anyway. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll tell you next week. Or Chris will look it up right now while I'm saying these other quotes. All right. So then there was, uh, last night, the man who killed my brother showed more character than the woman tasked with protecting the world. Good and bad aren't so clear to me right now. Diggle owns that. That was the, uh, that was my favorite, probably my favorite quote of this, uh, of this episode. And then there was at the end, uh, Oliver, he says, I, de- I despise swimming. So does Thea. My mother em- employs a casual relationship with the truth, uh, which, which Ash, honestly, like, I love the the Moira that he knows now. Like, I'm I'm glad that it's out in the open that she's just a uh, habitual liar, and I'm glad that they can kind of poke fun at that because that's exactly what would happen in real life. It brings a level of authenticity to what they do with uh, between him and and his mother. Okay, so. Nickelodeon Guts was the one That's with the it. mountain. Guts. And then uh, there Guts. was Double Dare was like Double with all Dare. that crazy stuff with all the uh, – uh, And like there was the Stanley Double Dare. And stuff. Double Dare 2000 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the other one um, uh, was uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, that man, one, that was that really fun. That one was fun. pretty awesome as well. That one was fun. Yeah. Um, was there uh, – uh, was there what, – what, what, what would you do? Is that what right? What would you do? Uh, was that a game show? I don't. I was think it was a game show. Pretty sure. And they like just would would sometimes like if you got it wrong, they would slime you. I do. I do kind of remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was. It's crazy. Anyway, so nostalgia for Nickelodeon aside, we will be back next week. If you can follow us on Twitter, John Wright seven 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 and Chris Wright two five zero. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. Uh, we have our other podcast this week. We're talking about um, video game developers. Should they? Um, release alphas of their games before they release full versions. Um, right on. So we're talking or about paid that. alphas even too. Paid alphas, know? we discussed that. We just all forms of alphas. Yes, all forms of alphas. So anyway, that's it alpha for uh, for this week. Alpha alphas. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Arrow, <laughs> Arrow on Target. On Target.